guys, welcome back to Along for the Ride. In this second episode, I feel like we just need to catch up. Before we get into everything that I do want to dive into here on the podcast, I just feel like we need to be on the same page. You know, I started my blog when I had just turned 21 and I will be 30 this year. Like if you think about how much happens in your 20s, I just, I kind of feel like I just want to reintroduce myself. There's been so many changes and so many things that have happened. And I've been really looking at this like 2019, you know, going into a new decade this year, just as a totally different era, a fresh start. Yeah, there's just been a lot of changes. I'm assuming most of you are probably here from my blog or Instagram. And I know I've definitely alluded to the fact that the last two and a half years have been pretty intense, but. I kind of just felt like in these first episodes, we could rehash a little bit of that because I think that that kind of sets the groundwork for everything that we will be talking about moving forward. Yeah, there have definitely been periods over the last few years where I've been silent and periods where I've probably been shared too much and been too open and honest and vulnerable. But in, I feel like this sounds dramatic, but it, it, ju- it just really is the truth. My life has felt like a mother effing tornado over the last two and a half years and truly kind of now for the first time since November of 2016 I feel like I'm able to like peek my head out from the clouds and when I say the clouds I mean it's just been a dark kind of stormy time just a lot of choppy waters god knows I love a metaphor but I I mean I don't mean to say like dark clouds in the sense that I've been like depressed for the last few years or anything and I'm not trying to make light of that but I've just been dealing with and recovering from like some pretty serious situations I'd say but before we go any further I I do just want to thank you if you're listening to this I can't thank you enough it means that you've kind of stuck next to me throughout this crazy journey and joining me on this wild ride and I truly can't thank you enough like having your support on the blog and Instagram and now here on this podcast truly means the world to me so thank you from the bottom of my heart but yeah I guess I'm definitely not in the clear of it yet at all but I feel like I'm in a place where I can talk about it finally it just really has been one thing after another after another after another I was actually talking on Instagram DM with somebody earlier today she had responded to one of my posts and she's like you just gotta keep riding those waves girlfriend and I was like I am like a freaking professional surfer at this point which I guess that's like a good skill to have but just gotta ride those waves man if you follow astrology at all I've been told that I'm going through my Saturn's return right now and truthfully I'm praying to God that this shit ends sooner rather than later I think it's just interesting timing because kind of what set off like the November 2016 when things started to get crazy, which we'll get into, was just kind of life circumstances. But then shortly thereafter, after I kind of weathered that storm is kind of when, from the research that I've done, my Saturn's return started. So I think I have like a whole nother year left, which honestly makes me want to crawl under my desk and just like start crying because I I think it can range for people, but I think 
from what I've read, from like 27 to 30, like somewhere in that time, and I'm not super into astrology, but I do sort of follow it. So just take this with a grain of salt if it's not your jam. It's kind of like pizza. If you don't like olives, just pick the olives off the pizza and you've still got like a nice slice of cheese pizza. I stole that saying from Jess Lively. She's one of my favorites. Her podcast is called The Lively Show. But anyway, during that time, wherever Saturn was in the sky when you were born, it takes Saturn on average about 29 years to circle, make its orbit. And when it comes back around and enters that same area that it was in when you were born, it kind of hits you like a brick wall and makes sure that you're on the path of where you are truly supposed to be going and what you're supposed to be doing. I think it just varies by person how much it affects you and I think that mine has been pretty intense like when I think of intense I think all caps and I was just about to spell it out in my head like I-N-T-E I'm just like such a writer at heart like thinking of that and that just reminded me of that this is like way back but that independent song by like Lil Boozy I think it is that one? Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, in all seriousness, yeah, it wasn't until I sublet my apartment this past summer and went on remote year and spent four months living in Latin America that I finally felt like I caught my breath. It, I didn't even know it. I did know it at the time, but obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. It was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Although it did create a whole handful of other situations that I'm kind of trying to figure out, but we'll get to that eventually. But once I was able to step away and get some space and get some clarity, I, I just kind of saw how much I had been hanging on by a thread. The last few years have truly just been such a roller coaster and there have been some really high highs in there too. So it's I feel I can't sit here and say that it was just one big like dumpster fire <laughs> starting in the fall of 2016, but because there were some really great times. But starting in the fall of 2016, it really just was the trifecta or quadrifecta or whatever is past that of craziness, like one low blow to the next. And honestly, sometimes when I look back at all of it, it it doesn't really seem real. Okay, so where where do we begin? I guess in my mind, it all kind of started with me finding out about my parents separating back on Thanksgiving of 2016. Throughout the whole summer in 2016, I had been moving at an alarming rate. Trips on trips on trips. I truly had not learned the art of saying no. Opportunities would come up. And even though my gut was telling me like, no, no, this is going to spread you too thin. This is a bad idea. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. I'll do it. It's very much in like the mode of just yes, yes, yes to everything. And when you are a yes person already, that YOLO mentality can be really kind of damaging. And I had not yet learned the art of saying no. I was in Italy in July. I think I was back for a week and a last minute opportunity came up to go to Amsterdam like the following week to support one of my good friends. He had a family emergency. So that Obviously, I would say yes to in a heartbeat, and but then I was home for two weeks, then in New York for Fashion Week. I'm trying to like remember. Then I think I went to London for Fashion Week, and since I was already over in Europe, and I had been toying with this whole idea of spending an, a 
extended period of time abroad. I'd always just had that itch and I kind of felt like I needed to scratch it. I had I never studied abroad in college and so I spent um, about a month in Paris that fall. Right after London, I just took the train over to Paris and booked an Airbnb and stayed there for about a month by myself to kind of just see, you know, is this something I want to pursue more seriously? Or is this just kind of a, just traveling to Paris? Is that going to be enough for me? Or is this wanting to live in Europe sensation? Will I be able to scratch it just by spending a month there? So I did that. And then I came home. I was home for one night. I want to say I was home for one night. Then I flew to Napa for a girls weekend. I was home for maybe less than a week, probably 10 days was in LA for a work project and then flew straight to Japan for three weeks with my friend Merritt. (laughs) And we had the best trip and I came home and I think that that stint of how many months is that? July, August, September, October, November, that stint of five months of pure nonstop travel is enough to make anyone come to a crashing halt. But I got home on a Tuesday. I got ghosted by a guy that I'd been seeing throughout kind of all of that and trying it was I guess more so like a long distance thing even though he was here in Chicago because we were never really like together that much constant communication every day and everything then I got home and kind of thought like this is gonna like be a thing and got completely ghosted so that was kind of like okay wow wasn't expecting this right when I came home and then that Thursday so two days later um when I went home on Thanksgiving and I Felt like I had my entire 27-year-old foundation pulled just completely out from under me. And honestly, that's when shit hit the literal fan. It's wild. I can transport myself back to December. <laughs> Isn't that like a Taylor Swift song? Go back to, no, maybe that's September. All the, Go back to September all the time. I don't know. I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan, but I blame my friend Kate for that one. Follow her on Instagram, be there in five. She's like, does all these Taylor Swift theories. And I, who knows? I think I just have Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift top of mind right now. But anyway, I can go back to that December and I just, I still, it's still, I can feel every emotion course through my body like instantly, even though it was two and a half years ago. And somehow during that time I was the glue that was holding seemingly holding everyone else and everything together you know I basically became my dad's therapist getting calls and texts at all hours of the day and night fielding questions from my siblings and you know this is the holiday season like supposedly the happiest time of the year and you know you're just surrounded by like all of this joy around you and I'm sitting here like trying to figure out what the fuck we're gonna do for Christmas turned into like Betty fucking homemaker like cooking meals and trying to like plan this whole celebration to like make it as normal as possible and the least amount of awkward with family members and everything and a lot of questions that I didn't have answers to that I was getting and just trying to make it not awkward and the most normal it could be when there was one person that was very evidently missing And I, yeah, I came back to Chicago and after Christmas and truly couldn't fathom doing something like upbeat on that New Year's Eve. And so my college friends and I rented like a big house and went up to Wisconsin for a few days. And it was just so low key, like cooking meals at the house and just cozy by the fire. And 
I don't remember a whole lot of that trip, but I vividly remember feeling like so depressed, empty, and like alone, even though I was surrounded by that many of my close friends. And on New Year's, I remember like claiming I was tired and just went up to like the bedroom that I was staying in. And I felt like I was just laying there like paralyzed in the dark, like it truly like an out of body experience, like listening to like the party happening below you. I don't, I just, I don't know why that moment still like stands out in my mind so much. Yeah. (laughs) By the time January started then, I I felt accomplished every day, like truly just from getting out of bed, like shit had truly hit the fan with like family matters and I had somehow turned into like an outlet for both of my parents and just having that sort of like pull and pressure and I think I just slowly knew that like pressure was building and there was going to be an eruption (laughs) sooner rather than later um and at that time like working out was the only thing getting me through it was such a release and there were definitely times that I would be going to like two workout classes a day it was the only time that I felt like I could be away from the outside world Um, away from my constantly like buzzing phone and that I could just breathe and like clear my head and yeah I mean working out and I guess like a bottle of Xanax was what was getting me through that time like I had stolen a bottle of a prescription from my parents house at that time it I remember it was like less than a month's supply and I like had to ration it (laughs) because most nights unless I was like upset the only way I was going to sleep was if I could like calm the fuck down and I would take like half a pill to sleep most nights and I remember literally like getting so much anxiety about the pills were gonna like dwindle and I was like do I I need to do I need to go to a doctor like this is the only way I can sleep I don't know what's gonna happen when it like runs out and I don't know how I had like the wherewithal but It was like a Tuesday sometime in January, and I, this is of 2017, I made an appointment to see a therapist. Thankfully, she had an opening on that Thursday, so like two days, I guess, when it's like a doctor. It's harder to get into, but I guess when it has to do with like your mental sanity, they squeeze you in maybe a little bit faster, but it couldn't have come at a better time because on that Wednesday in between, I ended up having my first panic attack. I'll like never forget it. I was so freaked out that I couldn't breathe and didn't know what was happening because I'd never had one before. So I didn't know exactly like what it was and I just remember like my lungs were so tight and I felt like I couldn't breathe and I was like do I go to the hospital what the fuck is going on like it was just like terrifying but I think having that appointment already scheduled the next day just kind of like got me through and I just remember like lying on my bed and like trying to like talk myself out of this like crazy spiral and just take deep breaths it was was wild but I remember walking into my appointment on that Thursday and I basically just walked in and was like, hi, my life is falling apart. I think I had a panic attack yesterday and I'm also abusing prescription and medication that's not prescribed to me to sleep at night. Like, hi, I'm fucked up. Please help me. Please fix me. Oh my God. I think it's also probably worth noting like a little bit of an elephant in the room in that time too that certain friendship of mine had started to change also in that summer of 2016 
I was constantly traveling and, you know, with travel comes change and I was changing rapidly in one direction and she was changing rapidly in a seemingly different direction. And I then was going through like the hardest time of my whole life and in those months and weeks, I felt like I had never needed a best friend more than I did then and I had never felt more like abandoned by a friendship during that time yeah that was a lot and then not to mention that the very next week after that therapy appointment before my next appointment because I remember I came to my second appointment wearing the boot I had stress fractured my ankle and how you ask from overuse (laughs) the two days that I had been doing had caught up with me You know, it's like you think you're working out and being healthy, but with anything, there is an extreme and you can take it too far. And yeah, you can fracture your bones from overusing them. So the two days definitely caught up with me. I was put in that goddamn walking boot and basically told to not leave the house for the next two to 12 weeks. Two to 12. Was that or two to? Yeah, it was two to 12. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, not. I'm like, okay, two weeks. I, I could do 12. Not so much. I ended up being in the boot for, I think, 13 weeks. So after I'd been in the boot about a week, when said friend hadn't come to visit, even though she did live in the same building, that's kind of when that whole storm really started to brew. We ended up getting in like a huge blowout fight, which I have talked about on the blog before, and not speaking for the next three months. And we essentially went from being each other's like non-sexual spouses to zero contact or communication, but living in the same building and running in the exact same circle of friends. So yeah, it was just a hard time in general. Like my mom had left, my best friend had seemingly left a month later, which cued all sorts of abandonment issues that I'm still working through today. But anyway, basically I was laid up for the next three to four months after the ankle thing happened. And looking back though, I wouldn't trade it for a thing. It was the perfect time of year for it, same time of year it is now, you know, February, March, it's like so cold, miserable to be outside. But why I wouldn't trade it for a thing is because I got spiritual, you guys. I have always been such a go, go, go type of person and I've never been one to make time to stop and check in with myself. And during that time, I had no excuse but to rest. I don't really watch TV. It's never been a thing. I didn't have cable in my room growing up, so I think I just like never got in the habit. So I just read and I listened to podcasts, all of which were in the self-help category. I prayed. I learned to kind of talk to my inner voice, even if I would end up ignoring it most of the time. Hadn't learned that lesson quite yet. I got so freaking deep into the health and wellness sphere that because I, I mean, I couldn't focus on fitness and fitness had always kind of been my outlet. And yeah, I I just got deep into health and wellness and self-help and mental health and all of the health. Yeah. I, I filled multiple journals. I cried more than I'd ever cried probably. Well, maybe at that time in my life then since now I feel like I cry about everything all the time, but I was going through it, like through it, like through the deep, dark trenches and seemingly like alone. I shouldn't say I was alone because I wasn't and I'm not, 
I'm not saying that bad about anybody else. My college friends were so great and so, 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 so supportive during that time. But I just think I didn't even let them into like the full capacity of what I was going through and what was going on. And you know, the rest of my friends, I technically met through that friend that I wasn't talking to. And like in the split, I guess she more or less got them in the split, if that makes sense. So I just kind of felt like it was me, my weekly therapy appointment and my twice weekly physical therapy appointments for my ankle. And essentially that's why I had no other choice than to get really fucking spiritual because that was, I guess, the only connection that I really felt that I had at that time. I remember making a fucking list in my journal of contacts that I had that I could reach out to. Which that sounds like so low and pathetic almost, but it was the truth. I mean, I thought back to my um, time when I lived in New York and I moved to New York only knowing one person and I relied on blogger events to like meet people and meeting people from Twitter and Instagram like in real life and making a network of friends and yeah, that that was such a crazy time. Um, and so when I kind of felt like I needed to like start over and like build a new network in that time, that's what I did. I looked, I kind of made a list and I was like, I've gotten along really well with these people in the past. I'm going to reach out and see if they want to go to lunch. So it was around that time in April of 2017 when things started to turn around for a little bit. I ended up meeting the most amazing group of girlfriends and things really started to shift in that friend department. And side note, I'm actually having one of my now besties, Kelly, here on the podcast in two weeks. So we can tell you then about the story, how we met. But yeah, around that same time, the friend that I had had the falling out with and I started talking again and work travel started to pick back up because I could actually leave the house and I finally got the boot off and I could slowly ease back into working out. And, you know, I guess in general, summer always just puts the pedal to the metal anyway. But especially then, I just wanted to say yes to all of the things because I finally just felt free and I could leave the house. And it was just such a fun, exciting time. You know, the spring is always like that anyway. But since I was truly cooped inside all winter and not able to work out or not able to do anything, it just, it truly felt like I was an animal on the loose. Like I had just been let loose from my cage. I was actively trying to date. I was dating multiple guys at the same time and just honestly never slowing the F down. It was plans on plans on plans on plans. Who needs to sleep? Life is amazing. I've never felt this good. I even, I remember at the end of June, I think I put myself on like a self-inflicted travel ban. And from the end of June to my trip to Croatia at the end of August, minus, no, I guess that was beginning of August. But so basically it was like six weeks. I'm not traveling except one trip to California for a friend's wedding. You know, summer's the best time in Chicago. I'm going to stay here. Just enjoy all that life has to offer. I was having so much fun with my new group of friends and meeting new people and dating, and I just wanted to be in Chicago for that. And it was definitely a time of highs and lows, though, that's for sure. I mean, clearly, I had not learned anything from the mistakes that I made before of moving too fast to even observe my surroundings. But... I didn't even notice how fast I was going. I was just going, 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 almost numbing myself with work and juggling guys. And I wasn't taking time for myself like I 
now know that I needed to. And I was completely ignoring all gut feelings. I mean, the warning signs were kind of like going off in my head, you know, like, Mm, Jess, what what are you doing? And I'm like, what? I'm having fun. I deserve to have fun. Yeah, my anxiety was also at an all-time high too, even though the times were so fun. I think it's what I've noticed when my anxiety really spikes is when I'm not necessarily being true to myself and I'm ignoring those gut feelings and gut instincts and all of that. But it did all come to a bit of an abrupt halt in July of 2017 after those fun few months. The Nordstrom anniversary sale in July is always a crazy time of year for bloggers. You know, the sales are usually very high and you make a large chunk of your affiliate income during that month as compared to the whole year. It's bigger than the holiday season for a lot of people and that anniversary sale actually happened to be like record-breaking for me but that's a whole story we'll get to later but like I said I was just so deep into work like work was all that mattered so I actually ended up pulling an all-nighter working on my blog post and I ended up sleeping through an afternoon therapy appointment and I remember I was so embarrassed by it that I didn't know what to say my therapist had emailed me like just checking in, hope you're okay. Like you missed our appointment today that you've never done that before, you know, like just kind of checking in. And I, I didn't know what to say. I, so I just didn't say anything. I was just too embarrassed. And I was like, oh, I'll email her back tomorrow. Like I just, you know, I felt so frazzled. Obviously I'd like pulled an all nighter and for whatever reason, I just put it off. It, it probably a week or two had passed at this point and I still hadn't responded to her email. And then shit really hit the fan. My said friend had gotten fired from her job. And you're probably thinking, well, Jess, that has nothing to do with you. But as I've since learned in therapy, I tend to take the caretaking role in pretty much all of my relationships, or I used to, I should say. And I should also probably say that I tend to attract and be attracted to relationships or friendships where I can become a caretaker or a fixer to almost give myself purpose, if that makes sense. Really deep, but is what it is. Seeing my best friend go through such a hard time was, I guess, just too much for me to handle. It was like traumatizing for me at the time. And there's obviously like a lot more to that story, but it's not really my story to tell. All I can say is that it was like watching a train wreck in slow motion and I became all consumed with trying to help her and fix everything and patch things up to how they were before, before all of the shit went haywire and yeah. But what's so messed up is that I ghosted my freaking therapist, literally ghosted my therapist. Who, who does that? Like I ghosted her for almost four months. It was like I couldn't come face to face with how much I felt like I had screwed up. When, you know, I had started seeing her in early 2017 and we had made so much progress. You know, I finally felt grounded. I learned what boundaries were and I was kind of learning to set them and I was managing my anxiety better than I ever had. I was checking in with myself. I was, I kind of hate the term self-care, but truly like taking care of myself. And then all of a sudden I just, I completely abandoned that ship, completely. I was so busy trying to fix someone else's life to even care at all what was going on in my own life. You know, I felt like 
I was just on the crazy town express train. I I think I was just kind of holding on for dear life, even though I knew like, girl, you need to stop. You need to slow down. But in the fall of 2017, you know, things had picked back up on the travel front again. And I was in Croatia for that trip that I said, you know, I was back for a little, then I was in Nantucket for a wedding, then went straight to Paris for work and then extended it for play. And then I was back for two weeks, then in London for work and then came back for a night. Then I was in Austin for fun and then... I mean, it was just like all again, back to back to back. And I just, I look back at those times and I'm like, what the hell did you think was going to happen? Like I, it's wild. I don't know. Lessons learned, older, wiser, hindsight's 2020, like I said before, I guess. But when I did get back from Austin, I knew that I was running on E. I could, you know, see it on my body. And so I think at the end of October, And in that November, I did finally slow the heck down. I got back into my good wellness habits, got back into like a health and fitness routine. And I just kind of felt like I was getting back to basics and feeling good again. And honestly, I shit you not, these are the moments that I like can't make up. I had been thinking, I probably thought about my therapist maybe every day, like thinking, because I'm a big, like I don't cross something off my to-do list. I'll transfer it to the next to-do list. And it probably was still on my to-do list, like email therapist. But I just kept putting it off because it's one of those things where like so much time has passed and you don't even know what to say. And it's it just is awkward. Like I've had those in professional settings. I've had those in personal settings and I guess with my therapist now too, but I actually ran into my therapist while I was out to dinner with a friend and it was, it was an act of God. Like there's no other way to put it. You know, I'd been thinking about emailing her and I didn't know what to say and was so ashamed of how I handled the situation that running into her was truly like the nudge I needed to get back on track. And so, yeah, I think that was like mid November and then in December and January, obviously kept seeing her and I just got like super spiritual again. And maybe it's a time of year thing too. Like in the dark, cold months is when I really turn like inward and get so introspective. But my meditation practice was the best that it's ever been. I was meditating daily. I went to an intuitive reading that like shook me and just got super into like energy. And I think I probably even like bought some crystals, even though I still don't really even like understand crystals that much. But I was journaling so much. I was doing meditations surrounding the moon cycles and even wrote things that I wanted to let go of on a sheet of paper and like burned it in an open fire under the full moon. I mean, I was deep, you guys. I actually, um, I actually do have a blog post about that. I'm sure if you just search like lunar cycle or lunar meditation on the blog, it'll come up. But that actually was a really transformative experience for me. It was interesting. I even found, just found myself in conversations with really like-minded people and just I felt like I was on my path. I mean, I was at a bachelorette party in Palm Springs and like getting up early and going outside to like meditate in the morning with my Headspace app. Like I I don't even, I actually did meditate today for the first time in months and it was only for three minutes, but I'm like, hey, it's better than nothing. But like that's in my own house and I haven't made time to do it. Like on a bachelorette party in a house full of like 17 girls, like I was I was committed. I was in it. Yeah, you know. Um, So in therapy during that time, though, we weren't talking about all of the bigger ticket items that, you know, looking back, I was probably avoiding. We weren't talking about how I hadn't seen my mom in over a year and was harboring so many issues with that. No, 
Every single week, we were talking about the ins and outs of said friendship and analyzing every single piece of that puzzle that was in play. And I just remember in January, I guess this would be 2018, that it was a pretty rough patch. And we had actually had this trip to Australia planned in February. And I remember being at that bachelorette party in Palm Springs, the same one that was the end of January, beginning of February. And our flights were from LAX to Australia. We were going straight from one to the other. And I just remember thinking, how in the hell are we going to survive a multi-week adventure together in another country when we can barely be in the same room getting along without nitpicking each other? I mean, I remember sitting there and kind of trying to mull over the decision, like, do I just fly back to Chicago? Am I getting so in over my head doing this? And we actually had a conversation and we're like, both obviously we're feeling the same thing and we were like, we are going to do it and we'll get through it. You know, we've already, we're, we're already half, not halfway because obviously it's like a, another 16 hour flight, but we're already the first leg of the way there and let's just have faith that we can, we can make this work. And so we tried it and we flew all the way to Australia. And right around that same time, I remember feeling this weird shift internally, like at the end of December, probably like something had really changed and I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't think much of it. And maybe like a week or two later, I saw something on Instagram that said something about Saturn's return. And I was like, holy shit, that's it. I guarantee that's what this is. Like I'd kind of forgot that that would be coming up. So (laughs) I found some like online calculator and sure enough, I think it had started like literally like two weeks before sometime in December of 2017. And so even though I had just kind of gone through, you know, like a 14 month ringer, like a very rocky trifecta with my parents and an important friendship and my ankle and all that, that was apparently just bad timing because it led straight in to my Saturn's return, which is a three-year period of challenging times that now in March of 2019, I'm only about halfway through. (laughs) So I will say, I think knowing all of that about Saturn's return really does help me understand and also accept why 2018 was the way that it was and why those struggles that I faced this past year were the way that they were and why they really did feel differently than, you know, all of the shitstorm of 2016 and 2017. From everything I've read about Saturn's return, 2018 was right on the money for me. (laughs) No pun intended. But I think that that's probably a good place to stop this first chunk of Let's Catch Up. And then next week, we'll start right here where we're leaving off with Australia this past February, a year ago. So Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.